Welcome back, everybody, to another week of Ghost in the Scene. This is a ghost-friendly podcast, Audio Sage. I'm your host, Gio Chimpatazzi, and I am back with my co-host, Rob Thomas. What's up, Rob? Hey, Gio. So grateful to be back on the airwaves. So grateful to be back in all of your ear holes, dear listeners, XYs, gals and guys. Um, you know, uh, lots of stuff happens, right? Right, Gio? Like, you, you and I know. And you know, it's been a wild ride because we've had to be off air for some time because of made because of this major catastrophe that has yeah. happened in the world, uh, which obviously is the film "Marry Me." Yes, um, um, Rob will be saying the title of the movie. Um, I, I I am bound by something that I I, I cannot say, but yes, um, there has been a catastrophic event. And the world has been turned upside down, and um, and I'm not talking about the Prince of Bel Air reboot, okay? Because Mm-mm. that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other can of worms. And um, but yes, it's it's been a while since we've been on air, and we can just chalk it up to heavy research, heavy legal fees, and let me tell you something. Uh, you know, all the credit cards, I'm maxing them out. Um, I will not be taken down by this. And um, that's kind of as, as far as I can go in, in, in what I say. I, I had to sign some, some legal papers in order to even walk free, right? They were, they were going to hold me in a, in a county jail because I owe like up to upwards of like maybe $5 million. I think they said like $480 million or 80000 So yes, this is, a, this is serious business, but we're back, baby. Guess what? Uh, my, my check's uh, cleared. Thank you for for that for the street team for all your donations to to help us to continue to broadcast. You know we might go away for a few months, but you know that we're we're always there and we're always broadcasting uh, on the astral plane. So so thank you to all of our listeners on the astral plane. Mm. Uh, you know we are always on air there, including right now. You know we are simultane- simultaneously here in astral projecting and speaking in that plane. So we are never truly away. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a community of, of astral spirits that follow us up there. And some of them are animals. And some of them, when they come back to this mortal coil, to our, our bodies, they're not able to talk about ghosts in the scene. But, I mean, I promise you, some of your cats and dogs are talking to us on the astral plane. And in fact, they're avid followers, um, and that's why we're so close to you know to animals, and that's why we're so close to people because they tell us all your dirty little secrets, right? We're not going to spill, but that's why we have the knowledge that we do. Professionals have professional people that confer with them, and I'll say this: many dogs are qualified to have PhDs. Were they not, you know, um, burdened with the fact that they don't have thumbs? 
and that's a fact. So yeah, Rob's right. We've been we've been projecting on the astral plane, but it's time to go back to you, the the avid listener of podcasts, because this is still a zone that I think needs to be mined for the people that want to be saved, right? I mean, I'll tell you, the podcast sphere has changed a lot in the past two two years, three years, four years. We've been doing this for a while, but you know, the fact is, if we're not here ringing the bell. Who is Rob, right? I mean, so there are things that we were promising to cover that we can no longer cover. I mean, it's like that that book, you know, uh, or, or poem or whatever, you know. I know not for whom the uh, you know for whom the bell tolls, but no one's telling you who's tolling that bell, right? Mm. It's ghost in the scene. Yes, and it always has been. You know, we we live in a multiverse which means that there's a generation of ghosts in the scenes that have gone back forever, right? And will go on forever. So, and that's the beauty of living in the multiverse. So because of that, you know, we, we've had to take some time off, reshift our focus. And, you know, the thing about it, when you live in a world full of ghosts, anywhere you look, you find them. And anywhere you look, you find a reason to keep on digging. And, Here's something that we've never done. Um, I wanted to really get into this because this is something insane. I mean, truly, I I almost punched my computer. I almost had a you know like a white boy you know punching through the drywall kind of moment. What happened was we've been out of the game for a while, right? I mean, I I've been in court. Rob, you've been busy, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it's not to drag out, but it's the, marry me, like I said, was a true catastrophe for both of us. Mm -hmm. And the fallout of that has taken up pretty much all of our time. Um, you know, but you can see some, some results of this as well. Um, ben Affleck and, and Ed Armis, like basically after we, we, you know, projected or you know we broadcast i should say we broadcast our episode mm -hmm. suddenly their from deep water got greenlit again so right. you know that's public knowledge we can't get too deep into what we've been getting into but since that's public knowledge we can all let you know that you're welcome yeah for for deep water that is uh, a part of of what we were, we've been up to i i would say without a doubt were it not for our podcast there would be no public demand for the release of deep water and we had the script we were gonna release it and they beat us to the punch they released the movie before we could release the script and now when the, you see the movie and you see that they've changed the ghost parts you're gonna you now you understand why they did this right why they had to release the movie because we were going to release the truth and you know that that's something that hollywood can't have so yes, um, with the um, MM movie, right? We we can't talk about that, but we could talk about plenty of other things, and and I'm glad that we're we're through the thick on that. And <clears throat> it's like the thing with Oprah. You kind of have to know who you're dealing with. You have to know who you're fighting, you know, and know that some battles are unwinnable. You know, you're, it's a formidable opponent, somebody who literally could be the next Sorcerer Supreme. And I mean, we think we can fight them. I mean, obviously, 
maybe in in another universe we can, but not this one, not yet. So because of that, we shifted our focus. I wanted to look at some some things, and I just like quickly. And like I said, this is something we've never done. I just Googled the word ghost. Now, I don't know if anybody here has done this before. I know you're all ghost listeners, like I am, but I mean, I am a professional, right? We are true researchers, paranormal legals, we're PH doctors, right? We're doctors of, of ghostly science, and we're professional podcasters, researchers, Pulitzer Prize. So, you name it, we got it. Everything, you know, so I Googled ghost and I was expecting Webster's definition of ghost. I was expecting evidence like we've presented on ghost in the scene, but not just ghost in the scene. There are plenty of other things. And what I found was something so disturbing. Like I said, I almost punched my computer that loves me and that, that I love. And here's, here's when you just look up ghost, the first thing is ghost movie. It's asking you, are, do you mean ghost movie? No, I'm, I'm looking for the definition of a ghost, right? Let's say I'm a child and, and everything's, you know, that the world is, is, is crazy and new and I want to make sense of everything. And someone tells me about ghosts and I want to look it up. What's a ghost? And they're talking about a movie. Okay, what's next? A band, a rock band named Ghost. And they're dressed like skeletons. They're not even dressed like ghosts. So what's and going on? Skeletons aren't ghosts. Like it, they're very different things. Like this is very basic 101 in paranormal research. And they're religious skeletons. That they're like they're like the skeletons of dead popes or something. So not only do we have a movie involved, right? Big Hollywood. Now we have, uh, and they're, I think they're like a European band too. So this is like literally old dead popes. They're parading their skeletons around and they're calling themselves ghosts. So we have the old church involved and we have Hollywood involved. So what's going on, right? Where's the definition? Why I mean, is it not at the top? If you if you really think about it, Gio, you know, Vatican, the original Vatican is kind of like the original Hollywood of Europe. Whoa. Yes. Right. Right. You get these guys on stage. They're like they're 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 telling you these these fantastic stories in front of a, a raptured group of people. People passing out, crowd surfing. Yeah. And they're collecting money. It's like a con. You're absolutely right. It's like a it's like a concert, and they're bringing it back. These skeletons, and they're calling themselves ghost. Okay, what else? What's next? Because you would think, okay, then there's going to be the definition, right? No, ghost lifestyle. It's a it's a food. It's a nutritional like powder. It you know electrolytes and that kind of stuff. A food. You can eat ghosts before you can even understand what they are, is, is what the internet is trying to tell you. I mean, that's dangerous. I mean, not to say that you can't, you know, we've, we've had some episodes talking about that phenomenon, but like, you need to be educated. And, and there needs to be consent. Absolutely. I mean, who knows what kind of powdered ghosts they're grinding 
and and where they're getting them from okay the atrocities behind that okay so but let's you know let's try not to dwell let's hopefully they're ethically ethically sourced ghosts okay what's next hmm let's see ghost.org turn your audience into a business it's a tech platform called ghost okay <laughs> and like not even saying where's ghost in the scene i'm not even gonna you know don't even want to mention that but okay not even the definition yet okay there's pictures of of dogs dressed like ghosts and then finally under the ghost the movie there's ghost definition and meaning at the very bottom of the page i there's no i mean that's that's it. practically that's practically on the dark web at that point you know yes yes 100% there's no other way to say this but they are lying to you by omission they are mm -hmm. throwing you off the scent of the truth and rob had this great point you you said like you know when we started off this podcast we were doing anti-ghost propaganda and i I'll, i will gladly say that we have changed our course that we're different now and you know we're inclusive to ghosts but it took a it took a while for the world to kind of come to terms with the fact that ghosts are real and that they're even good right or s some of them are good i mean it's just like a lot of our early shows were about coming to terms that there are ghosts good or bad you know it was, that was a huge hurdle people are like yeah right ghosts aren't real but we obviously blew the lid off of that uh mindset we said some. of course there's ghosts and then some and not only are there ghosts but we we can live with them and they're a part of our lives um yeah and just to, to complete that thought you know we we're heading into this new phase like they can't uh, deny that there's ghosts anymore so what are they doing they they're burying the lead they say okay we can't fight that there aren't gonna that there aren't any ghosts because ghosts in the scene is too powerful so what we're going to do is we're going to upvote all these other versions of ghosts so to, to muddy the waters to confuse people and like that's that's the thing that really really you know gets my goat you know the fact that we've done all this work to prove that not only are ghosts safe in in certain you know ways as long as you know who you're dealing with because ghosts are consciousness right they 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 have personalities so you can be friendly with some and not friendly to others sure and i think the thing that really gets me upset is that they're now shielding the people from like actually making the connection right it's like and this is this is a parallel that we really don't talk about much but it's like alien disclosure right the government for years ufos aren't real you know there's nothing flying in the sky and then in the last you know two three years way more ghost stuff i'm sorry way more alien stuff there's ufos you know pilots are now talking about how they're being followed and so yes they're telling you that it's happening but i'm sure i'm sure there are pilots or there are people that have actually communicated with these ghosts 
And for us to not have the ability to like have our voices amplified where we're talking to ghosts pretty much on a daily um, and a, a nutritional, you know, what do you call it? Like some kind of dust, some kind of ghost dust is above the definition of ghost. I think is is the most heinous crime of all is that you're not being told how to live with ghosts you're just being sold a bunch of ghost themed stuff uh you know ghost platform to grow your business what, what, what kind of ghost labor is that i mean it's definitely it's definitely not consensual labor and it's like we're saying it's obscuring they're literal they're literally spoon feeding you ghosts that you don't even know what they are mm -hmm. so you know there's there's probably some deeper things going on you know google is wanting people to consume ghosts in this way for a reason without their their true knowledge or consent yes. so like what are what, what is google's end on this right that's what we have to consider this is up this is what we're up against and if you don't believe us you know google horse all right for yes. example google horse i mean you know horses uh you know horsepower you know you'll, you'll see a horse a horse is a horse and, and you get the definition of it right you get there. the definition of it so they're not trying to use horses in any you know they're not trying to obscure the definition of what a horse is and what's even funnier is that there is even a band called Horse the Band. And you don't get, you know, like Ghost the Movie when you Google Ghost. You don't get Horse the Band. You just get a picture and a definition of a horse. So why not something as real as a horse is like higher on the ladder of information than a real ghost is beyond me. And, and I think that's where you know, the propaganda starts to, you know, like churn evil, right? Or churn nefarious that us trying to, to send out information, true information is not enough because Google is suppressing it. And I think one of the reasons we've always kind of talked about, it might be that double O in Google, right? Ooh, that's, that's pretty much two thirds of boo in the middle of google i mean a good authority that the original name of google was going to be boogle boogle i mean right there so that was somebody silenced by by big google right and so think about that that double o that ooh stands for something that stands for a history of possible ghost labor some kind of you know like coerced labor by by Google and and I think many tech companies are responsible and liable for you know that type of gosha work. Um, what, what would you call it? Not like uh, uh, violations of exactly. the gosha code, safety code violations. Exactly, Rob. And so that's the problem is that you know no one is is going to call that into attention except for us and. I mean, if ghost, if the definition of ghost is on the bottom of the page, basically on the dark web, that means that ghost in the scene is probably, you know, on the deep dark web, right? You know, like dark matter web or something. So really, you know, we have to start calling into account these big tech companies because this disinformation 
is not good for anybody. Absolutely not. I mean, this is what we're up against. And, you know, because we're investigators, we don't stop there. You know, we, we find a little piece, but that is just the beginning of a thread. You know, Gio, I shared this information with you as well. Um, you know, I like to eat celery. Celery is delicious. I recommend it. Yummy, yeah. Uh, you know, I even faked a, a broke, fixed a broken light bulb with a stock of celery. It shatters and you don't want to cut yourself. So you stick it up into the, into the socket and you can twist it out. Life hack. Whoa. It, it's an amazing, amazing vegetable, celery. But I digress. I, the one problem I have with celery is it always gets limp and soggy. So I want to keep my celery crisp. So I, I start to Google how to keep. Yes. And this is what Google tells me right off the bat. All right. So if the ghost scene was weird, you're like, oh, well, I've heard of the movie Ghost. Maybe there's something there. Oh, I listened to the band Ghost. Maybe there's something. Right. Okay. I mean, I didn't expect the first answer to be how to keep celery fresh. Right. You know, we're a pretty niche community as celery <laughs> lovers, yeah. heads, lovers. Yeah. But this is what Google comes up with. All right. How to keep a mummy. How to keep a mummy. So that means that Google is pushing for people to create mummies more than they care about telling people the definition of a ghost. That's or insane. how to keep your celery. Right. And yeah, where's that celery crisp? So, uh, so did you find out how to keep a mummy? Is, is there like an infographic on, on how to keep a mummy? Because if they're pushing that information before they're input, you know, you have to think about the order of operations here, right? right? And you know, I, mummies, I was, I was, I was going to say you, you put it in water, uh, you chop it up and put it in, in water, but that's celery. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that might, that might awaken the ghost of the mummy. Yeah. And I don't recommend chopping up the mummy and putting it, and in, putting water. it in water. Yeah. That's disturbing, sacred, hollowed ground. I mean, already taking it out of the sarcophagus and that whole thing, that's already one thing. We don't think we ever talked about it, but I mean, every museum that King Tut has ever visited is officially haunted. Like, without and possibly cursed. I mean, most likely cursed. 100%. Like, every single place. That's, I mean, that's something we could probably get into later, like the e Egyptian mummies. And I think that's something that we should definitely investigate next, Rob, because all of these mummies that Google is starting to create, they have to go somewhere. And mm -hmm. if they're keeping them, they're not going in the ground. They're probably going to be in some kind of above ground location. It's, very, that's a, it's a pandemic of mummies. It's a pandemic of mummies. And, you know, I, I can hear Nico in the background uh, just losing his goddamn mind. That's right. Because he knows that's that's true. Uh, he, Nico is a, actually one of our guest hosts on the astral plane to, That's right. to help communicate, you know, it's part of our, our bridge to, to talking to the animals. It's important to have these different perspectives. And now here's this perspective though, mm. curse of the mummy, right? You were just saying King Tut is cursing all these places. Mm -hmm. He's one mummy. Google's creating all these different mummies and think about it. Google's telling the fact that it's the top of the search means 
it's creating thousands and thousands of monies. I know. That reach is huge all around the world. Oh my God. All those mummies are going to create more mummy curses. Yes. Now, if you thought you were living in a haunted world before, or, and this is something that just struck me. What if this is one of the main contributors to why we even live in a haunted world? Because, I mean, this is the first time we uncovered this mummy search issue. But this is not the inception of the mummy search issue. Google has been around for 25 years. That could have been an original bug. That could have been something they started with. And so that means 25 years of mummies. I mean, I don't want to do the math on if you said that they're doing thousands a day. That's, that's too many mummies. And in fact, my dog, Nico, might even be barking at a mummy outside. I mean, they, literally, I mean, I don't know if there's some kind of invisibility spell or I mean, that's maybe... the thing about mummies. Like you, you put them, they're supposed to be hidden away, either in a tomb or buried underground. Wow. You know, I, mean... I, I, in my neighborhood, you know, I see people, I see they're doing public works, putting in new drains and, and pipes, laying down new cement. How am I supposed to know that they're not also laying down mummies? I mean, you have to put them somewhere, right? You're driving over mummies, everybody. I mean, that, that's just a, a stone cold fact right there. Right. And think about for Halloween when you're a kid and then you want to dress up as a mummy. Mm -hmm. They wrap you up in toilet paper. Yes. Right. So where does all this toilet paper come from? You from go from one mummy to yeah, exactly. To the next, right? So you're you're taking mummies. There's so such a surplus of mummies that they can turn them into toilet paper. Wow. And you know, okay, maybe we could okay. Now this is something insane. This is something I just thought of. Now you remember early pandemic, there was a shortage on toilet paper. Right. Now maybe that's where we could track the inception of this mummy bug. Because they needed to create more mummies to then fix the, the the run on toilet paper. And there's Nico. He's agreeing. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so I think this is this is something we're we're breaking. You know, we're breaking the top off this, Rob. This is huge. Uh, right. I mean, this is why it's so important for us to continue to stay on the air, and why they can never ever keep us off. Mm -hmm. And. I'd like to, to, you know, to Google, you know, if, if this is the, the cost for toilet paper, I'm willing to pay that price because like I said, we live in a haunted world and we've, we've learned to navigate that haunted world. And in fact, I could see there being a positive influence of mummies in the home. More mummies in your house isn't a bad thing. I don't think, I don't think it should be like, you know, more than you know, 10 per householder. I, I don't want to, I don't want to make a limit, right? We, you know, we're, we're about freedom here, but I think that this probably isn't a, the worst, right? Google making mummies is just more creating a, like a, a paranormal world. And that's okay with me. It is, but I think it goes back to what we're saying before, Gio. It's about knowledge and consent. Right. You're wiping your butt. You have no idea that that was on a mummy's face. 
not only like two hours before, you know? So, yeah, I think you're right. There's disrespectful that you're derobing de these mummies. Um, but then again, give them some fresh clothes, right? Give them a polo or something. I think they might feel better in that because, you know, toilet paper, I've, you know, as a kid, I, when I dressed up in toilet paper, I, I had a phase, um, it, you know, you get soggy. You, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not as breathable as you would think when you wrap it, you know, three or four times around your body. So I think uh, mummy fashion, now that they're creating a lot of mummies out there, I think that's something we could look at as a, as a you know, a source of income. But really, um, it, it really comes down, it boils down to, you know, the consent of the mummy if, if they want to be brought back. Because many times, and this is, you know, like, an, I'll, I'll say it, you know, movie propaganda – but you see that there is some type of seal on the mummy's tomb that says, like, hey, like, I want to be left alone, please. I'm just trying to get some rest. And humans always got to go in and, you know, screw things up. But, you know, hopefully these mummies aren't going through that, right? And hopefully they're like, hey, get me out of here. Get me out of this tomb. I want to party. So I, I think we could leave it there, Rob. Food for thought for everybody. This is something that I think... We're going to start seeing more mummies show up um, on the news, you know, lost at the park, you know, people covered in toilet paper, maybe people half covered in toilet paper. So um, keep your eyes out on the local news. And if you if you see one, ask them, you know, do you need to help home? Where, where's your tomb? Where's your sarcophagus? And, you know, hopefully they can point you to the direction. If not, maybe there's going to be some mummy shelters that, you know, Ghost in the Scene can sponsor. But really, you know... Um, that, that's up to the audience. If, if you guys want to pitch in for that, that'd be great. But um, I think for now, I think everybody needs to keep their eyes out for some mummies. Yeah, and stay in the scene. You know, Gio, I, I like to think that we are always on the cutting edge, you know, as, as entrepreneurs as well. Uh, you know, take a look out for some Ghost in the Scene mummy fashion. Yeah. I, I, that's an excellent point. These mummies have been wearing toilet paper for thousands of years. It's time for an upgrade. So um, perhaps we'll have a mummy fashion show once that's uh, I love we it. get that off the ground. I love so it, Rob. Stay tuned for that. If you are a fashion designer and want to hit us up, please, please do. I think uh, this is what we're talking about being in a more positive and inclusive paranormal world. You know, let's let's give these mummies some some new clothes. Yeah, you know. Um... I would, I'm just thinking top of my head, you know, if, if you don't want to go too straight far off the uh, toilet paper thing, you just make a really nice scarf mm. um, that looks like toilet paper, right? You know, that, that's just that's just idea number one. But right. Rob, I mean, you're, you're a genius for, for, for the mummy fashion show idea. This is, this is some, some work we need to get done. Um, fashion week is probably already passed this year, but next year we will be on, you know, the, the walkways do, doing the catwalks. And I mean, mummies and cats, they get along really well. So I think we'll have a, a, a one up, a leg up on that. But yes, so uh, stay extreme, everybody. And we will see you soon. We will be back with some more investigations after the M&M controversy, um, you know, finally boils over and I get some, you know, some funds back. We will be back full steam and come in with some new things, new people. And of course, uh, not new truth, but revealed truth, right? We love you guys. Take care.